Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Enjoy the long weekend. Can you believe this is the last day of May? Tomorrow, June 1st, and you know what that means, right? It means that NFL training camps open the following month. Yes, indeed, we are flying through 2022. Today's podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento, locally owned for over 20 years, whether it's leak detection, water line repair, plumbing repair, bathroom plumbing, New Works is a full-service plumbing solution. No matter how small or how large your plumbing problem, they've got a fix for you. Just go to newworksplumbing.com for your plumbing needs and repairs. That's N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. You know, a week ago today, I put out a podcast and talked about the racial divide in this country. And I had a couple of people reach out and they wanted me to expand on the situation that occurred with the Yankees and the White Sox, Josh Donaldson calling Tim Anderson Jackie. And I I spent a minute on it. I didn't spend that much time on it, but I was thinking about this after reading a article in the uh, New York Post. And first and foremost, I don't even know how to define racism in America anymore because I think it's defined differently based on your ethnicity. And I mean that if I want to criticize an athlete of color as a white person, they can go to the race card if they want. We saw it two weeks ago with Draymond Green and Christopher Mad Dog Russo on ESPN's first take. And then it's really up to Chris to almost have to defend himself. And I think that's becoming a real problem in our society today. I think we should be uh, permitted as a white person in America to criticize a person of a different ethnicity without automatically being called uh, racist or I'm discriminating. Uh, Why are we so sensitive? And I think we are really as a society very sensitive. And I don't think there's anything more sensitive from where I sit than a athlete of color who hears criticism from a white sportscaster. And if they want, they can bring up the race card. And then it's almost like, See, I told you that person's a racist and it's up to the white sportscaster or the white member in the media to have to defend themselves. And I think that's a real problem. Uh, I really do. I think that when you bring up the race card, I think that's really sad 
I heard Dan Dockage, he is a, an Indianapolis sports media mogul, uh, said that we throw around racist allegations now way too easily, that we have no issues as a society with people of color calling someone a racist without having really any background, any more information than just a spur-of-the-moment reaction. And he was talking about how sad that is, and I would agree and concur that we as a society need to do better. We certainly know that racism exists in this country. Well, it exists all over the world, but we also can understand and I would think accept that it is still a problem in this country and there are still racists in the United States of America, right? I mean, we don't even have to debate that. We know that to be fact. We know that there's a lot of discrimination across the globe, not just white against black, but we have a lot of problems in the world. And I'm not sitting here as the person that's going to solve all the problems in the world. I'm bringing up conversation because I think in this country, there are too many athletes, and I'm going to keep it to sports right now, too many athletes that use the race card to defend themselves of criticism. And I think that's a real problem. If you are a regular listener to my podcast, you've heard me read excerpts from many of Phil Mushnick's columns in the New York Post because he's really not afraid to speak what I think a lot of people feel. But in this country right now, there are too many people that are afraid to speak up and voice their opinion the way Phil Mushnick does. And I don't agree with everything Phil writes. I don't agree with every premise that Phil puts out in the New York Post, but he does make me stop and think and makes me broaden my horizons, I believe, in terms of having conversation on these platforms. So last week, he wrote in the New York Post, dead heat, no hero, no villain, no rooting interest, just a clash of well-established knuckleheads. Josh Donaldson, a provocateur who relishes getting under players' skin, regardless of its color, versus Tim Anderson, a self-inflated, attention-starved showboat, see last season's Field of Dreams, Yanks White Sox game, who has already been sanctioned by MLB for making bad situations worse. If only the Rob Manfred regime of rotten decisions had been able to clearly read this hassle between reprobates and just let it go as a no-punches-thrown argument between recidivist jerks. Instead, MLB seemed to determine that the tie be broken by race, thus inviting the derision of the fair-minded who have watched wrong versus right become a matter of black or white. It's exactly what I was just talking about a moment ago. doesn't even come down anymore in many instances to wrong versus right, but black or white. And I have a real problem with that. That's where I think this country has many, many issues. So Phil goes on. And writes, Donaldson has been a good riddance teammate wherever he has played. He aggravates both teams simultaneously. He seems to enjoy making enemies and does well to satisfy his particular pursuit of happiness. Anderson, last season, fined $10,000 and suspended two games for bumping an umpire while exasperating a benches-clearing hassle with the Tigers, has been eager to exceed the limits of sufferable. 
He was fined and suspended for one game in 2019 when, during a White Sox-Royals on-field hassle, he called KC pitcher Brad Keller, who was white, a weak-ass effing N-word. Charming fellow, this Anderson. But MLB this week chose to make extra ugly out of something it could have quietly, soberly, and logically handled. So now with MLB's help, if not urging, Donaldson is the latest socio-political victim punished for exercising his right to free speech by calling Anderson Jackie, a reference to Anderson's forgotten, historically ignorant, even repugnant claim to be a latter-day Jackie Robinson. But that Donaldson would persist in goading Anderson about it is telltale. That doesn't establish Anderson as another victim, real or wishful, of racist white America. Yet MLB drew unwanted, unneeded, and unwarranted racial lines. Lost by MLB, perhaps intentionally, is that both men are equals, equally foolish, equally to blame for repetitive misconduct. MLB doesn't learn. It can't take care of baseball, yet it pretends to know what's best for the country. Its decision to move last season's All-Star game from Atlanta to Denver in support of unspecified political claims that Georgia's new voting legislation is racist, disproportionately targeting black voters, was a thoughtless and needless Manford-led blunder. For starters, Atlanta, 50% black, was deprived the fruits of revenue that such a game brings. MLB transferred the game to predominantly white Denver. Pure genius. Second, nothing in that legislation even hinted as discriminatory. To the contrary, it seemed to make voting in Georgia easier for all. This week, Georgia primary voting among Democrats and Republicans showed huge gains in turnout from pre-pandemic numbers. Having deprived Atlanta of last year's All-Star game, we're yet to hear from Manfred. MLB's social and political grandstanding, pandering, and empty-headed none-of-its-business-bad-business decision has been relegated to the remember-to-forget file. Back to Anderson versus Donaldson. Manfred had an option of his own making, one that makes as much curative sense. Just have each player start the 10th inning as the automatic runner on second base. That's how MLB now settles matters. So a couple things in Phil Mushnick's story that I think is spot on. I'm going to read this paragraph again. Instead, MLB seemed to determine that the tie be broken by race, thus inviting the derision of the fair-minded who have watched wrong versus right become a matter of black or white. That right there hits it right on the head. In my opinion, Phil is 100% correct. A matter of black or white has now taken place of wrong versus right. Do you disagree with that? What do you think about that? I think he is absolutely 100% spot on. 100% spot on. And then he writes again, that doesn't establish Anderson as another victim, real or wishful of racist white America, Yet MLB drew unwanted, unneeded, and unwarranted racial lines. There's only one person that knows 
whether the comment, the name Jackie towards Tim Anderson was meant in a racist way, and that is Josh Donaldson. He came out right after the game and said, absolutely not. He gave his reason. You don't have to believe his reason, but that's what he said. So how do we take a comment like that and automatically turn it into being a racist comment? Are we to a point now in 2022 where if a person of color feels that the comment had racial overtones to it and that the comment was racist, that we just bow our head and go, yep, it was racist. You need to pay the consequences. Why have we just put our hands up in the air and said, yep, we surrender. It was racist. Go ahead. Cancel that individual. Punish that individual. Do whatever you want. And again, I'm not naive. I understand there are racist remarks that are made in sports. We have many, many, many examples on the playing field, on the ice. I can go on and on. I'm not disputing that. But do we just now automatically assume in 2022 that any comment such as the one that Donaldson made to Anderson by calling him Jackie is automatically racist? What do you base that on? What do you base that on other than the times that we were living in? You know, you can go back to 2016, and there were a lot of examples, but I'm bringing this one up for a couple of reasons. Number one, it happened in Sacramento. If you remember, it was back in uh, 2016, and the Sacramento Kings were celebrating the Lunar New Year. It was the year of the monkey, and every fan in attendance was going to get a shirt, but... The promotion was canceled moments before fans were allowed into the arena. There was a white shirt on every seat in the arena. DeMarcus Cousins, who was the center for the Kings back then, was upset that shirts with a monkey on them were being handed out on the first day of Black History Month. So what happened? The shirts were removed. Here's the quote. From the team president back then, Chris Granger, quote, we all need a lesson in sensitivity. In an effort to celebrate Chinese New Year, we had some concerns about the T-shirt giveaway, so we pulled them all before the doors opened. Certainly, we don't want to offend anybody, and we acted as soon as we heard the concern. So because one person was offended by the shirts and the year of the monkey without any background, without any education about what the year of the monkey represented. The Kings said, yep, pull all the shirts. And you should have seen what it was like before the fans came into the arena with so many workers frantically removing the shirts from the back of the seats. Paranoia on full display, 100%. But again, that's the society that we have grown accustomed to living in now. It didn't matter that the year of the monkey in no way, shape, or form had anything to do with racist overtones. But one player in this particular instance, DeMarcus Cousins, backed up, I also should say, by the former great Buck Marcus Johnson on Buck's radio and TV also made the remarks before the game after he heard what DeMarcus had to say. He supported DeMarcus 100%. But again, it's just a mass overreaction to the way we 
live our lives in America now. And it's getting worse and worse and worse, in my opinion. Where does it end? When do we say enough is enough? When do we say that accusing an individual of being racist without any real proof, without any thorough research to look at someone's life, to see how they have conducted their lives, and we just, nope, you're racist. The comment that you made is racist. Why is it racist? Because I am a person of color and I deemed it to be racist. I mean, it's wrong. We need to be better than that, don't we? We need to be better than that in this country. And unfortunately, in 2022, we're not better than that. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is now time for our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I will answer your question on my next podcast. Jackson asks, why do coaches like Darvin Ham get selected over more qualified candidates? Jackson, first of all, why do you think Darvin Ham is not qualified to be a head coach in the NBA. As a matter of fact, many have felt that he should have been a head coach, you know, years previously, that he's extremely well qualified. I don't know why you say that. Are you talking about Jeff Van Gundy? Are you talking about Mark Jackson? Are you, I mean, bring up some names. I I don't understand that. I really don't. Kyle wants to know, do you think the Warriors are going to win the title? Yes, I do. I think they are, as long as they stay healthy and if Steph Curry stays healthy absolutely Jacob wants to know do you have any good Memorial Day weekend memories yeah my dad used to take my brother and I to Yankee games quite often on Memorial Day weekend so uh, you know it's the unofficial start to summer and when you live in the northeast where the weather in May is up and down and you know when you get to Memorial Day weekend you know that school is almost done your summer vacation is going to start so those are some of my memories Blake wants to know, what's the most entertaining female sport to watch? Well, for me, it's gymnastics. I love watching women's gymnastics. Now, with that said, I only watch it every four years at the Olympics, but I I love watching women's gymnastics. I'm, I'm in awe of what those athletes do. It's just incredible to me. So I, I would say women's gymnastics. I also enjoy women's track and field. Uh, particularly uh, the 100, uh, the relays, the, you know, 220, 440s. Uh, I enjoy that as well. So those are some of the events uh, that I like the most. Now, do I watch the WNBA on a regular basis? No. 
Did I used to? Uh, you know, when the Sacramento Monarchs were in town, I wouldn't say a regular basis, but I used to go to the games. I used to enjoy that. Uh, I do watch college basketball, the women's game, actually several times during the year, more so than the WNBA. I do enjoy watching women's college basketball. So those are some of the things that I enjoy watching. Just go to CrowdUltra.com, and maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. It's time for France. So Sunday night, the Boston Celtics beat the Miami Heat, but there was an incident in the game in the third quarter that is still very puzzling. With 11.04 remaining, Max Struess of the Miami Heat hit a three-pointer. Now, the Miami Heat were trying to make a comeback then. They were down by as many as 17 earlier in the first half, and the Heat are feeling better about themselves. But after several minutes, several minutes of game action, when the Celts went on another run, the call was overturned by the NBA Replay Center, which is in Secaucus, New Jersey. Now, Eric Spolstra talked about that. And first and foremost, he's not blaming Miami's loss on the overturned call. But my question is, why did it take so long for the Replay Center in Secaucus to see that Struess was indeed out of bounds and change the call. After all, it was game seven, was it not? Spolstra said this, I was in shock. I was asking my assistant coach about that. The fact that it happened three to four, five minutes in game time, that does change the context of how you're playing. We are starting to gain some momentum. You feel like it's a seven, eight-point game. You look up, boom, it's a 13-point game, and there's no other explanation for it other than it's gone back to the league offices. You feel like... It happens like that. It should happen immediately, and you can adjust accordingly. And then he went on and said, look, that's not the reason we lost. We still had plenty of opportunities. Hey, it's game seven in a conference final. It needs to be done quicker than that. Spolstra is absolutely correct and thinks that maybe in the offseason, the league will figure out a way to make that happen. I have been to the replay center in Secaucus. I've actually worked some of the uh, uh, equipment in there. As a broadcaster, I know what goes on there. Uh, They do an amazing job. But Sunday night, somebody dropped the ball. All right? Somebody dropped the ball. Now, I don't know if the officials gave the signal to instigate replay. All right? I don't know if they, you know, made that motion, review it. Uh, But even if they did not, the replay center in Secaucus needs to do a better job. It should not take that long. It should not take that long at all. And that is my rant for today. Make it a great day. Thank you so much for listening. If you don't like that with Grant Napier. So long, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.